All right, another episode of Dynamo Discussions. This week we are talking with Ty Finley of GE Ventures. We have a real great time, super fun, hanging out with the GE Ventures team. We had Lisa and Ty in Chattanooga the past week. So Ty is going to talk about GE's role with the Dynamo Accelerator. He's going to talk about advice he has for founders because through his work with GE Ventures, he's worked with a lot of founders. Um, he has some great advice, great insights, and uh, we just had a really good time. Hope you have a good time listening. I'm Santosh Sankar. And today we are here with Ty Finley. He is Senior Associate at GE Ventures. Hello, Excited Ty. to be here. Nice intro, Santosh. I'm going to steal you. that one. Thank you. It's really uh, good. Sankar. <laughs> I've been told that uh, I might have a future in radio if uh, my career in uh, the early stage. You got a good uh, radio voice. Obviously. Investing world doesn't work out. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'd, I'd really like to hear that, I guess. <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, Ty, great to have you in the offices uh, the last two days. We've been uh, meeting uh, a bunch of our finalists here in, in our process. But um, Ty, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm an engineer by trade, spent some time at, at, at Boeing, uh, t- working with a lot of different advanced manufacturing technologies, uh, across the board for the company, and to bring that up because what it what it lended itself to, um, made a pivot, uh, gone to business school, and then ultimately found a great spot with GE Ventures, investing in advanced manufacturing technologies, and I guess that's relevant to our conversation while I'm in Chattanooga is. Um, one of our investment thesis is around the digital supply chain and how that can, uh, you know, advance what we're doing with our supply chain. Um, and that's advanced manufacturing is a long buzzword, but that's a big part of it. So uh, that's a short summary of my background, but i um, definitely excited to be partnered up with uh, you guys in the Dynamo Accelerator. Yeah, likewise. Um, you know, Ty, you've spent a lot of time kind of combing through opportunities, meeting with founding teams, management teams, what do you think the biggest mistake a, a founder makes most often is? Is there a single common theme through kind of your Ooh, experiences? Good question. Um, I guess I'll answer it by saying, you know, what is at this stage of investing, uh, what is the most important thing? And for us uh, at this stage is team, team, and team. And so, I, you know, some founders uh, may have a great piece of technology or, you know, whatever they've been working on, but really um, hadn't spent enough time figuring out who could help, you know, their pros and cons and balance mm-hmm. themselves out rather than just having a piece of technology going to find the fit. I, you know, sometimes just take a step back and really think about the team that um, you'd be running with this thing because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So uh, that, that, would be my, uh, that would be my advice. So. Yeah, and, and that's something... Even with our accelerator, we we generally I always start off with tell me about yourself and your co-founders, not necessarily tell me about your business. And it's interesting to see what the feedback is. Yeah, I mean, what did we side. what did we do the last couple of days? Twenty interviews back to yeah. back to back to back. You can keep going and just absolutely love the fact that every single conversation. Tell me about yourself. We'll we'll get to the company and tell me about your team. So I was spot on with that one. Are there any like common, I don't know, red flags? Like if somebody is talking a certain way or mentions a certain thing, we're like, that's probably not going to be a great founder or anything like that, personality traits? Hmm. 
you know, there's nothing immediately, right? Because these guys and gals are under so much pressure when they're talking to us or, or a group, um, you know, so it, obviously give the benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. assume noble intent. Um, you know, I think we're really looking for, you know, not just the fact that you've got, you know, even if you have a great team and you have a, a great product market fit, if you've got some traction, we, you know, you got to you gotta enjoy who you're working with. And so emotional intelligence is a big piece of it, especially from the founder um, at GE Venture specifically. You know, we'll be trying our best and we will put you in front of some of our, our business unit leaders and, and, and these folks at GE, you know, they're sharp folks and we want to make sure to represent um, the right caliber of folks that we would put in front of them. Um, and if they're not, say they're not ready, we, you know, we also are, that's a big part of being a mentor and being a portfolio manager. If we see the potential, and we talked about this in some of our conversations the last two days, you know, there may be this or that that is kind of like a, eh, but we can work on that and we can help mm-hmm. coach them through it because, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're the rock stars. We're just trying to make sure they can shine. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, Talk about like the the teachability and the importance of being coachable, because I, I definitely we run into personalities here that, um, to their credit, you know they, you know these are really intelligent, successful people. They've achieved some level of success, and they kind of lose the humility. Is, do you feel like that's important? Is that a part of kind of how you perceive a founding team? Yeah, I mean that's a non-starter, right? You have to be coachable. Um, you know we're we're not. You know, we know a lot about the space we're investing in, but people that live it day to day are the experts. But that does not mean that we don't, at a platform level, see a lot of companies in the space, see a lot of business models, see a lot of everything that we could potentially lend some wisdom to them. And so coachability, um, one of, you know, part of our diligence checklist, we will absolutely be doing reference checks on you and your team. And, and we'll even do what I call second layer diligence, which is, yeah, you gave me a certain amount of names to call and reach out to. But, uh, but uh, you know, in this world, you can definitely get online, do a little desktop research and find people that they don't know you're going to call. And I'll find out, you know, one way or another if, if you got something to hide and, and, and if you somehow do get past the diligence screen, um, it's never a good thing for us to find out about it later, right? So uh, coachability is something we we really do uh, with those diligence calls, try to harp in on for sure. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's important to kind of get our teams coming in the summer, that experience in, in an enterprise. You're putting them in front of, you know, key business leaders. Kind of explain your approach to shaping them and helping them shore up their weaknesses. Is there... A specific approach you personally like to take or GE Ventures kind of likes to take? Um, just to, in terms of uh, it, like how the mentorship process usually mm-hmm. works, um, you know, I think that even before you start talking about, you know, what application in the business unit, uh, there's just, you know, even the basics around, you know, putting together the pitch deck, getting ready for a, a funding round, you know, all the, all the mechanics of a, a traditional venture capital role. And then, you know, to be specific about GE, we do have the fortune. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I was at a meeting where, where every single logistics leader, and there's lots of flavors to this, um, from all across the business units, we're in the same room talking about what are the pain points our warehouses, our freight systems, et cetera, et cetera, are dealing with right now. And, you know, we get a big list, right? And that's a huge <laughs> platform to then go back to the market or go back to these startups we've been talking to. And, you know, you never want to just say, here's what our business units need. So go focus on that, that and that. that. That's not the way to approach an entrepreneur. Your job is to say, hey, from what we're seeing, and we do have some examples, 
we think maybe if the business model pivoted a little bit to this, or if you thought about how the product application could be broader if you went down this path, um, that's some of the let the entrepreneur figure it out on their own, but absolutely be there for, for not only the initial things I mentioned, but also we do think we have a unique platform where you know, it doesn't take much inference. The GE ships a lot of stuff all around the world and has a very, very expansive supply chain network. So we can, we can help them see maybe uh, behind the curtain a little bit. On, on that vein, you have a lot of, you know, pain points that business units experience. How should the whole pilot trial thing be thought through? Because I've met teams that are doing it for free. I've met others that just charge the cost, others that try to layer some margin into it kind of what is your experience trying to get pilots and trials into your GE ecosystem like yeah I I, I've, I think I've seen it all so I would say there's no one perfect answer in my opinion I think any pilot you get you know it's it's hustle even if you've got an intro through GE ventures there's a lot a lot of hustle that still has to happen um, you got to represent your company well in a, in a concise manner because these business units are, are focused on what they need to get done. And you're coming in as this alternative solution with like 1% of their time on their mind, right? <laughs> so I would say pilots are, there's no clean cut answer to it. Um, you know, but at the same time, um, it would be for me to say, hey, business unit leader, we think we're gonna, we've taken the time ahead of time to scope out what your use case, I think I've heard from you guys, and they think they can provide you. And, and I think that's some of the benefit of a, of a corporate venture capital group. We can sure. help where maybe the conversation is a gray, hairy area for some startups when they approach a business. Um, where we can kind of prime the pump and, and, and make it more applicable from, from the get-go. So, Because sure. getting the attention and the time from, the, from any business unit is, uh, is, a, is a luxury that you want to make, make sure it's well spent when you have it. Sure. Um, could you speak a little bit about what do you like most about what you do? Like working at GE, getting to work with all these teams, having that kind of expansive network, um, even getting to work with teams like Dynamo, just what is it that kind of fuels you? Oh, hands down the people. All right. And that sounds like the most general answer in the world, but I absolutely love the people aspect of this job. I, I get to meet folks like the Dynamo Accelerator team and, and the broader network. Um, I get to meet lots of folks within GE and hear about, you know, what they need support to make a company like GE, which has a huge impact on the world. That's impressive to see that ripple into making things more efficient for a company like GE. Um, but really important is getting to meet the founders. Again, I'll say it, they're the rock stars, and they're the ones that are putting the risk on the line to actually take the chance on what they feel passionately about. And so each day is different. You know, I may get up and think I have my checklist, and, you know, maybe the checklist doesn't get knocked out the way I want it to because some founder shot me a note or someone's referenced a founder, hey, have a chat with these guys or, or gals. And, and it's just amazing to see what people are up to and continuously learning about a new way to approach a problem. And um, it's just exciting, beyond exciting. And so that's the people, no, no question about it. So Absolutely. Cool. Thank Except you. maybe Santosh, you know, sometimes we rub, rub wrong way a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's a common theme here at Dynamo. Wow. Most people just don't like Santosh. Oh, ouch. Santosh, just kidding. No, great guy. Um, <laughs> uh, on that note, I guess it's, it's an interesting segue here. Talk about what your perception and experience has been between accelerated founders and maybe non-accelerated founders. Are there certain qualities and maybe like personal growth as much as business growth that an accelerator might bring a founding team? You know, I think, again, I don't think there's a, 
you know, there's not a winner loser in, in the discussion. Um, I, I think there's a tremendous amount of value that can come out of an accelerator for the right fit, right? You, you know, you have all types of uh, companies and startups that maybe it, it doesn't fit for them and where they're trying to go. So, I, you know, I'll never take that away. You know, access, right? They never touched an accelerator or, you know, venture capital money. So in general, um, I would say what you, if, you know, it's for an accelerator, what you really want to focus in on and what we specifically were excited about uh, Dynamo was just the laser focus on one, one niche, and that's supply chain logistics, right? And so, you know, if I'm a founder and I know I've got a great team, I had a great product, Maybe I, you know, went out and really did my hustle in trying to find the product market fit in, in niche X, but but really I've had a lot of feedback that it is more related to logistics, let's say. Um, I, I would just crawl over myself to try to get sure. in the door with you guys because look at what you've done here. I mean, from from Ted, Barry, and Alan and what they started in Chattanooga in general, I think I read something about um, more freight passing through Chattanooga every day than any other metropolitan area in America. And broadly speaking, that's that shippers, carriers, warehouses, barge, rail, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's this is this is a this is a place that you may not think of it because it's it's not in terms of location, but this the niche of logistics because it's not maybe the sexiest or most well known. But there, this is a hub, and for us to have the need and to have the expertise, you guys have partnered up with rock star John Bradford, you know, an accelerator guru. Yeah. Um, you're dominating the the search, the companies we saw, hats off to you. And then the, the rest of the support staff has been phenomenal to get to know. Um, th- I guess that was a long-winded answer to say, man, accelerators yeah. can absolutely be a prime time yeah. for the right people. So. Yeah. And uh, John Bradford's actually in the building, but our audience has already heard from John. I think he's our yeah. first, second uh, guest. Yeah. Sure, so, but but John's busy, uh, busy working in in the other room down the being, hall. But being British, um, <laughs> um, I think it's important for you know as we talk about accelerators. Obviously, we are an accelerator, so we are fans of accelerators. But it is it has become a bit of a buzzword, and you know not every startup team like you talked about when you, when you first started is a good fit for an accelerator, and we know that and. Startups should really be aware of that. You know, you should not jump into any program, whether it be an accelerator or anything, um, unless you really do the the research and the work to make sure it's a good fit, or else mm-hmm. you're wasting your time and other people's time. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not just a an, a solution. Like, oh, if you go yeah. to the accelerator, you're going to be a millionaire by the end of it. It's um, it's a, a great step for the right team. Yeah, when when we started this process, actually, th- there were a few headlines late last year, early this year, when kind of the faucet and spigot got turned down in regards to funding. You saw teams starting to jump accelerator programs to collect, frankly, very tiny checks. And I remember John and I exchanged emails, and he's like, just sniff this out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, definitely on that. Um, and, and that's where it goes back to not everything's a fit. Just because there's some money attached to something doesn't mean it's frankly, well worth the founding team's time. And that's where I've been very candid. Every time I engage with a founder, and usually I'm one of the first folks to engage with them uh, on the Dynamo side of things, um, I tell them, you know, we're not, an accelerator should never be viewed as a capital provider. We actually want to fundamentally bring your business to a different level, and funding is going to be the outcome of that uh, through third parties. 
But um, yeah, and what I'd say you guys saw and hit the nail on the head with with this getting this stood up is um, I don't know how many accelerators I've I've been a part of demo days and seen, and, and it is very clear that the the generalist model is shifting toward a specific background or knowledge that you can bring to that class and you know I've already mentioned it in the podcast earlier about why this for logistics and supply chain applications uh, why this accelerator makes all the sense in the world so yes there are a lot of them out there no there are not a lot of them that do exactly what you guys do so uh, that's a differentiator so what are you most excited about this summer oh man on what level like uh uh, if if I could ask you one thing you're super stoked about, what would that be? For the accelerator, or just for, in life uh, in general. For, oh yeah, good clarity for the there. I was about to say there's a lot of beach. If, you, the beach, if, if, if I walked uh, down the hall, I'd probably say I'm super excited for August for the start of football. Uh, but what are you excited about, accelerator? Yeah, football, and and then uh, <laughs> um, also you know, I saw Ted walking out with golf clubs or something like that. Um, but with the accelerator, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. With the accelerator, got it, got thanks it. for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the accelerator for me, after and I think we're we we haven't released the names yet, but we've we've narrowed down the companies we're going to bring in, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot, and I said it earlier, that the people part of this is just outstanding. And uh, the, the founders that we got to meet over the last two days that we're going to be bringing in, unbelievable potential. And I don't, I don't just say that. I mean, I, I saw some folks there that you can tell they are ready to just hit the ground and, and run. And so for me, that's exciting because, you know, a big part of, you know, it's great. We did the work to get the class set up and formed. But this is where the real work starts. And the real work to me is showing an impact. And a big reason I'm, I am in the job I am is I like making an impact. And so now's the time to actually start uh, getting those founders and all the exciting PowerPoints and, and talking. And that, let's actually start getting it done. So um, putting it to action, I guess, totally. is a general way to say it. But let's get after it. Yeah, I mean, what we've been doing this for almost half a year and people ask me you know what are your thoughts or where are you and I'm like frankly we've been sprinting uh and John always tells me remember it's not a sprint it's a marathon but I just respond back and I said fun's not even started yet like we're only part way through this whole process Oh, yeah. And, and to know, you know, when the demo day comes around, that all that hard work is going to yeah. be put out there for everyone to see. Um, I'm excited for the founders and uh, cannot wait to, to help them it's get to where they awesome. need to go. Absolutely. Yes. I'm thinking about the beach. If, yeah, sorry. If, if you're listening and you're in the room just now, we <laughs> all, we both looked up at Caitlin and Caitlin was like, oh, man. Is it my turn to say something? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. The, yeah. The energy level here is about to just jump out I'm the roof. so excited for that. Yeah. yeah um, I just got stoked. Yeah. Having, the, like you were talking about, just having the founders around and having these, it's a new energy. It's time for that. Yeah. We've been working on Dynamo and just working so hard on this thing, but now we're actually going to get to implement the plans we have. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, Sanos, you got more questions for Ty? Uh, I'm, I'm all good. Uh, we got to go and wrap up our two-day summit, if you would, and we're super excited to uh, reveal the teams come uh, July 11th, and uh, everybody definitely stay tuned for that. Ty, thanks for showing up, being here, spending time with us. We'll cannot wait to get back to Chattanooga. Thanks for the, the hospitality. And um, I know my colleague, hopefully Lisa, will get to do a podcast mm-hmm. sometime. Yeah. You, you guys will get to meet her. She's awesome. Uh, but we had we had a great time. The great class got put together. And uh, we're just going to blow it out of the roof this summer. Looking forward to it. Agree. For sure. Thank you.
That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.